Good morning, good evening, good night, wherever you are, and welcome to Spot Callers, the show where we review wrestling off the beaten path. I am Justin. It is very early. Yes, uh, unfortunately, we have to record this very early. Uh, <laughs> but it's been a minute since we, uh, we've we done this. Uh, we did the G Show, which took up most of the summer. Uh, but now we're reviewing something, uh, you know, different now. But it, it has been a very long time. Yeah, super, super long. Uh, it has been, what, about two months since I've been on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to thank Robbie Raff, our, our good for filling in for me on the last episode of Spot Callers. We took a little bit of a hiatus uh, in order to do the G Show, in order to get some things in order. But we are back on schedule here uh, for the rest of the year. So uh, who picked this show? Uh, we talked about it yesterday and I, it was just like, uh, like somebody was just like posting like ROH DVDs just like for sale. And then we were just like looking at stuff. Like, I would say it was a mutual agreement for this one. Uh, like, yeah, it, I, I am like the resident ROH stand. I've watched <laughs> nearly all these, sh- I've watched nearly all these shows. So it's been about 10 years, 10 or so, over 10 years since I watched this show. Mm-hmm. I remember it being, you know, I was in college when this came out. I, th- I think that like, uh, ROH is really what kind of got me back into wrestling. Just like watching CM Punk and all the other stuff. And so, uh, of course, we're reviewing or we're talking Death Before Dishonor 4, uh, you know, happened on July 15th, 2006 from the Philadelphia National Guard Armory. Uh, sold out show. 1,100 people. <laughs> it's, it sounds sold out as hell. Um, everybody in the show is like uh, on their fucking feet. Like it's loud. Everybody's energized. It feels great to watch something like this. The crowd is hot from beginning to end. Um, this is the second ROH show we, we've, we reviewed. The first one, uh, we did it like last December, I believe. Uh, I think it was like, uh, no, March it might have been. Actually, no. I have the schedule on me right now. Let me see. No, it was it was, it was uh, December. It was December, the, uh, it was Final Battle. Oh, 2008. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. it was yeah, Final yeah. Battle. Uh, and, and from there, we're going way back to 2006. Uh, with ROH stuff, uh, this was a very formative time for the company. It was during you know a, a age of, of great fucking expansion for for them. Of course, at this at this point, uh, things were going in the industry, uh, uh, namely uh, ECW returning. Oh uh, yeah, uh, that's being uh, made fun of on the card. <laughs> so I mean, at this point, WWE is is trying to expand into. Uh, Impact is, is finding their way, uh, you know, up the the ladder, so to speak, trying to to basically become the number two uh, in the world. And ROH was firmly at number three at this point. Uh, just just as an talent, a lot of this talent is actually in WWE now. Uh, oh, was yeah. actually a, a very very big. <laughs> like if you look at this card, almost everyone's there. Yeah, uh, we got uh, Cash, uh, Chris Hero, Cassius Ono, uh, Samoa Joe, Daniel Bryan. Um, Nigel McGuinness, Roderick Strong, AJ Styles, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like, oh, like everyone, pretty much everyone has gone through. Like it's like developmental promotion for them at this point, <laughs> uh, but you know at this time you you would have never thought that you know that could have 
happened at this point. Just looking at the way that people felt about it. I mean, we'll talk about the Jim Cornette promo that uh, Cyrus is referencing about WWE in a second here, but things were happening. And of course, with ROH comes CZW, another another company that uh, at the time was kind of firmly entrenched in the in the indie scene and trying to grow. Like they had a lot of ECW esque feel. Uh, ROH was kind of trying to go for it without all the violence and cussing and crazy fucking storylines, but yeah. they were they were pit against each other. And uh, were you familiar with the CZW ROH uh, feud at the time or at, at all? Uh, the only thing I really knew about uh, the CZW ROH feud was when I was watching the Necro Butcher uh, versus Samoa Joe match. Like, you yeah. know, they they talk about it a little bit, but I've never seen like the actual match or like you know kept up with the actual feud so i thought uh, watching the show uh it'll, it'll shed on some light on that for me when i saw uh the main event on the on the card it doesn't really tell you everything <laughs> i oh, had yeah. to go back and like try and find it and of course they tell us to watch it and <laughs> we don't uh so the feud started and this hero had called out brian danielson after defending the czw tag titles uh a cage of death seven mm-hmm. he took the beef to no no don't you know me if this ages us too much he took the beef to live journal um (laughs) before tout before twitter there was live journal yeah that's dated as hell Uh, so from from there, he he called out uh, Danielson to a ROH title match. At this point, this is kind of like the advent of the internet. You know, a lot of people, again, like we we're not fooled by this type of stuff. Like companies use social media to push matches. They use social marketing. Look at the twenty four seven title. Look at what uh, what RJ City did with, with David Arquette, and yeah. uh, a show they reviewed a couple of months ago. Social media and, and the internet has been used to build matches. But at this point, it had never been done before, which is kind of crazy to think about. Hey, man. Are ROH really ahead of the curve at this period of time? Like, uh, you know, especially, like, on the talent side? Like, hey, man. Uh, now, people, I, don't, uh, I know there's, like, some people that aren't fans of, like, uh, matches being announced on social media or, like, feuds starting on social media. But I do think it's it's a nice uh, it's a nice and fast way to, like, get things done, you know? And honestly, at the time, we had, you know, having to follow that, we had never seen anything like that. Like, I being like, holy shit, like, is this real or not? Like, obviously, it's it wasn't real. But, like, a lot of people <laughs> felt as though it was a shoot. Uh, so, January 14th, 2006, Dan Bryan invaded CZW show, uh, disrespecting their fans, and attacked Hero with, uh, along with Roger Strong, Nigel McGinnis, and Austin Aries. Later that night, Chris Hero and Bryan had their match. So, it was this was actually one night where CZW and ROH were booked in the same city so that one at one point in the afternoon show brian and the, and the crew showed up night show for roh uh brian and chris tiro had their, and chris tiro lost mm-hmm. so the few this is like the major points of the few like, i think the actual show kind of like crosses through and shows you all of these things but i'm just kind of giving you where this kind of started at because it, it kind of wrapped up a lot of different people and a lot of different views obviously you had bj whitmer and ne- necro butcher you had some more joe who was, who was in the fray. You had Brian Danielson, who was on the outside. Uh, Nigel McGinnis, who clearly didn't give a fuck about the feud. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get down to the show here. The first match was Seth DeLay versus Delirious. Uh, a little bit of background on this match. Shingo was originally supposed to do, the, to do this match, but he was injured the week before at FIP. Oh, my God. 
I would have loved that. <laughs> oh, you would have. You would have. I mean, at this point, Shingo uh, was part of Dragon Gate, and he was in Arwitch a whole lot at this point, and um, that would have been a pretty cool match with Delirious. I don't think it would have went that. I oh. didn't go that. Didn't go very long at all. But man, I honestly, I, I did like uh, Seth's uh, performance here. Like, um, I'm not very familiar with him, but I really liked his performance here. But man, if Shingo was really uh, part of this match, I think I would have liked it a lot more, especially like knowing what he becomes now, just, like, being familiar with his name. Uh, yeah, man, that shit would have been sick. <laughs> yes. Uh, there has been... I, I checked out his uh, his cage match rating. He's still in the indies. He's still, he's still around. He's still kicking around, uh, mostly in the northeast, uh, doing uh, shots for promotion and stuff like that. He just recently, or his last match, was against a someone who's on this card, Seth, uh, Sal Renaro. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but this is pretty much a, a simple opening match. It went about four minutes. Uh, Delirious uh, took control for most of it. Uh, Delirious, who is the head booker for ROH, <laughs> still to this day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm familiar with uh, Delirious from uh, Honor Rising, uh, when uh, New Japan's in uh, ROH's thing. Yeah. Was not a fan when uh, I saw that shit. But uh, seeing him here, like, yo, he could, <laughs> yo, he fast as shit. <laughs> He, yeah, he was one of the, uh, I, I'd say one of the more, more more popular fan favorites during the time. Uh, at this point, ROH's time, of course, he is here in the opening match. I thought Seth Delay, like like Cyrus said earlier, was very impressive here. Uh, but Delirious does get the best of him and beats him with the Cobra Stretch. Uh, uh, it was a cool match. I, I One star, but not because I disliked the match, but mostly for me to give it anything higher. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I didn't do star ratings for this one. Um, I, I just wanted to watch the show, honestly. Uh I, th- I thought the match was really good. Uh, I thought um, Seth was moving at a really good pace. Like, he was really keeping up with Delirious. I do like uh, Delirious's, like, chain wrestling style. Like, him doing, like, you know, a lot of holes and combos and stuff. Like, uh, when he does, like, the hip toss, but he, like, he still locks it in into a submission. I thought that was really cool. Uh, but if I have to give it a star rating right now, I'll probably give it, like, two and a half. I thought it was really good for, like, an a opening match and a sprint. Honestly, like, a lot of the matches on this show are, like, they're great. They're they're good, but it's like you can tell people were, were kind of like just give me holding back. Event. Just give me the main. Yeah, event. <laughs> like, like the but the thing the thing that's crazy is that like the crowd was, bit so. Yeah, the the, the crowd was hot, but like you know, it it, it kind of like fades away at some point. Like they do get like a little tired and they want shit to wrap up because I feel like everybody just wants to see the main event, including me. <laughs> but there's a lot of good matches yeah. on this card. <clears throat> All right. Uh, dur- during the during the show, there they intersperse the show with interviews from people that are taking uh, the, an event with flashbacks of what has led us to the story so far. Uh, B.J. Whitmer is the first one uh, with a flashback to Tag Wars with the angle of Cornette being real <laughs> in the face <laughs> and then cutting a fiery promo against CZW. Uh, uh, and right after that, Prince Nana is out and he hypes a new member to replace Alex Shelley uh, in the embassy. Very long, very, very, very long promo. Like it's a it's a long show. This is a long show. <laughs> I, I I had to fast forward the the whole promo thing. Like I thought it was just an interview, so I skipped it. And then when I watched back, you know, uh, for the DVD, and it was just like uh, match by match. It was just like, oh, there's a match I missed in here because I uh, I like skipped the Prince Nana uh, uh, promo. Man, that shit was too long for me. I couldn't. I really couldn't keep up. But he's a really good heel because like. All the toilet paper is getting thrown at him. A lot of toilet paper. Did they go to Costco for all this toilet paper? Is my question. 
Jesus like, Christ. Where like where do they go to even get the streamers that they like use now? They probably went to Party City for the streamers, honestly. But like the, the toilet paper is OD. Oh yeah, like <laughs> every match. Uh, but it, there's like a shit ton of toilet paper being thrown. Well, in this in this match that we're gonna talk about uh, between Colt Cabana and Jay Lethal versus Jimmy Rave and Sauronaro, the meme of of this is that Jimmy Rave always got toilet paper thrown at him. <laughs> Amen. So and instead of streamers, he would get he yeah he would get toilet paper thrown at him. Uh, and that was, I mean, I, I guess I can't even remember when that started, but, but the biggest thing about Jimmy Rave was that I think it might've started his AJ Styles feud because back in the day, Jimmy Rave would, he stole or he used the Styles clash and he called it the Rave clash. And yeah. they had a, they had a big match where, uh, AJ, you know, if, if AJ versus, you know, Jimmy Rave and whoever won the match would get the rights of the, the clash. And it, of course, AJ won. And I thought I was one of the, the hottest matches that I've ever seen in my life because people fucking hate Jimmy. And so did I at this point. And I just remember what from what I used to hate this motherfucker so much. I'm, I'm familiar with uh, Jimmy Rave with his feud with Punk. Uh, like them yeah. just going like back and forth for like months on end. And like uh, the cage match going on with all the like the shit ton of shenanigans and stuff. Like, uh, yeah, Jimmy Rave, like <laughs> people hate his guts. And rightfully so. Uh, I thought this, this match was very interesting to see where these people like what these people look like then. Uh, you have Coco Bano who is extremely over and, st- and still very crisp in this match. I thought his oh, whole re- really great. Then you have like Jay Lethal who looks a fucking mess. <laughs> who looks like Whitney what was Houston? Up with, like, <laughs> oh, what was up with black kids and in this like straightening their hair? Like Ricochet had this this thing too. Like it, it, it's I, it's the same trend with like you know black wrestlers going bald or uh wrestlers getting their hair dyed blonde like Samoa Joe had blonde hair yeah. at some point um some people yeah, had bro. mohawks I, I, like lethal getting his hair laid is wild like sh- like sh- like imagine putting a flat iron or that shit like what the fuck is he looking like and, here and now he's bald now so now you see all that damage that was done to his hair yeah exactly like putting all that putting all that fucking product in his hair uh, he looks crazy here, but uh, look, look, he's seeing him like young and knowing where he would end up being. Like, I think that it's very, very like, it's very special to watch. Like, I, I yeah. might not have been like, I might not be like the biggest fan of his work, but I, I still think that for someone who's just stayed with one company, roughly, uh, his whole, I mean, other than his impact run, but like, he, he's always, <laughs> he's always like been, he's always been really, really good. Like here, he's more of a high flyer than he is now. Uh, and, and I think that it, it kind of, meshes here with uh with Colt Cabana a lot of comedy in this in this in this match uh and you know what the comedy is uh the comedy is actually pretty good I didn't hate it uh like um like Jimmy Rave not wanting to like tag in uh it is like some hilarious stuff because you know everybody's just like get in there coward but like just so you could just like shit on him to get in uh Colt Cabana does uh great comedy stuff um like he does it really well where he like mix it mix it up with the wrestling it's it's not like a just like a whole spot where he like says something or you know stop the match like it, it flows really well yeah I, I i thought it really flowed and especially in the final stretch like the final stretch is probably one of my favorite uh stretches in, in the show 
I think that uh, like Jimmy Raven, Sal, I, I love the story of them being unlikely tag team partners and kind of learning as they go. Like, because I, I thought that like their tag team uh, tag moves are really, really solid and really cool as well. Yeah. And, you know, like uh, like tag combos, man, when we get to the Briscoe match with. Uh, yeah. Wow, man. They, they're doing like <laughs> they're doing some tech and tag two shit like this shit is crazy in there. Uh, Jimmy Rave and Sal win after a spear super kick combo. Uh, I thought it was a really good match. Actually, I gave it uh, three stars. Yeah, uh, I would give it the same. It's a really good match. Uh, it's. I thought originally I thought it was gonna be like a promo, and then when I saw the match back and I watched it, I thought it was gonna be like a, a sprint. You know, I just thought it was gonna be something just to get like the heels over really fast. But man, it it, it becomes a like a really good match. Like one minute in, like. Yeah, yeah, really, really solid. Really quick, too. I, I, li- I like that about it a lot. Yeah. Uh, next up, we get a flashback to the fourth anniversary show where Chris Hero gets it, gets into it with Samoa Joe. Man, it's so crazy to see Samoa Joe actually, like, running fast and being athletic. <laughs> he's st- <laughs> Hey, man, he's old. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to lie and be like, oh, man, you know, he still kind of got it. Like, uh, Joe still has, like, the brawler, you know, stuff going on really well. But, like... Uh... As far as, like, moving really fast and stuff, nah, man, he ain't got it no more. Yeah, that, that's dead. It's over with. <laughs> uh, next up, ROH pure title match, Roderick Strong or McGinnis. All right. Uh, this Wait, hold on, this hold on, match hold on, hold on. is... Do you like the pure rules? I was just going to ask you that. <laughs> the pure the pure rules was... Uh, ROH with their the head so far up their ass. Instead of instead of just mid card title like they eventually do years later with the TV title, mm-hmm. they they of course had to give uh, a, a pure title just to prove we are wrestling. This is real wrestling. This is and this is like a trope that you see or you saw in like the mid two thousands to to the late two thousands when when ROH was WWE doesn't do this type of stuff. So we're gonna change the whole game and we're gonna actually make them wrestle. Nobody really wants to see that. <laughs> like, ROH pre-title matches to me were always some of the most boring matches ever. Yes. Until Nigel, until Nigel got the belt, I'd say. I uh, I don't remember which one I've watched. Like the first like pure title match that I saw, but um, I know it featured AJ Styles. Um, mm-hmm. I think it. I think that this match has the problem that like uh, two out of three falls have. Where like you don't really care until both person have a fall, but like here is just like you don't really care what happens until like the person loses all three of their rope breaks. Yeah, and in case anyone isn't familiar with the rules, uh, in an ROH Pure Title Championship match, they're conducted under unquote pure wrestling rules. I don't know who created that. Like uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, so each wrestler has three rope breaks. To mm-hmm. Once they use. Uh, when, once they exhaust their rope breaks, the submission and pin attempts under the rope legal. So that means that if you don't have any rope breaks, you it's like a WWE 2K match. Once you're in, <laughs> and once you're in one, uh, like and you're under the ropes, it doesn't matter. You can still tap out there. Yeah. The second is there there are no closed fist punches to the face. Only open hand slaps or chops. Punches to the other parts of the bodies are permitted. And the first use of a closed fist will get a warning and analyze a rope break. If he's already out of rope breaks, he'll be disqualified. How, tell me, does that sound fun to you? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, uh, you you would see like old school wrestling stuff like uh, this, and like those old school wrestling matches, like they would end in like two minutes. Like nobody really yeah. gives a shit <laughs> at all. Uh, and the. And- the third rule is that a wrestler is subject to a 20 count uh, if the wrestler goes to the floor. Obviously, we'll see that being used in this match. Um, also, unlike other championships, the pure championship can change hands on a count out or a disqualification. So in this match, you see Nigel trying to get a double count out, which means that it kind of cancels itself out and he won't lose it because they both counted each other out. Uh, Nigel, I have to say, is the best pure champion because he was cheating and and he Mm. would do really cool things to break and subvert the rules and stuff like that and you see that in this match uh but it's we're never that at all i I never was a huge fan of of yeah not not a big fan of the pure wrestling matches like uh like especially like watching this one it was just like yeah i'm completely turned off by it like you could have just came up with like uh like just say U.S. Championship or like an intercontinental, intercontinental type thing, and then just kept the matches simple, but really good. Like that's all you really had to do. Yeah, I I thought this was a strong. I, I think that this is. If I would have introduced to you like a Brian Danielson pure title match and then showed you this one, you probably would have liked this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because like like those Brian ones were like literally like, like grapple fucks. Like they literally all they did was just grapple. And, and hold the whole time this one is cool because like i said when nigel got the belt, he introduced a, not only a heel with the belt but a heel that would do underhand and a tactics to keep uh and just, just to get to the match i think nigel is brutal in this match with the arm holds oh yeah like uh they're really laying it in um th- this is like a real pure wrestling match and roger strong just continuously going for the stronghold and mm-hmm, Nigel, mm-hmm. Nigel McGinnis like loses like all three of his rope breaks real quick and this is when like <laughs> it's time for underhand tactics like I, I'm like yes fuck it I'm <laughs> time to cheat yeah I I fuck with uh I fucked with that also like the the uh the fucking chops man hey Roger Strong like one of my favorite like my personal like top five um, he really like uh, I do love the stronghold, and he really laying in the chops. I think he's a great heavy hitter, a great striker. Uh, Nigel McGinnis is like clearly like uh, can't really keep up, so he's like trying to do all the underhand and dirty tactics and shit like that. But it, it's really cool. Yeah, again, this match, it's really tough watching his ROH uh, shows. Like, I really missed him in ring. Like, intelligence, his IQ in the ring is just top-notch, man. Like, I really miss Yeah. Uh, man, that tweet that he uh, put out a couple years ago where he was just like, wow, me and Brian are finally in the WWE, and we both can't wrestle. That shit hurts my heart every time I see him, like, on an ROA show. Like, that makes me really sad. That, that you know what that makes me want to do? It makes me want to review We have a match. Uh... Maybe we could do like a bonus thing where we just like uh, review a couple of their uh, a couple couple of their matches or like their feud. We just have to. I think they have a DVD. Oh. Hey man, <laughs> you gotta buy the DVD this time. <laughs> Whatever, man. I got cheese. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so back back to the match. Um, there was a really. Let me say it, like the thing that brought this match down for me. If I was younger, I would have thought this was hard. Oh, yeah. The fucking slingshot lariat spot. <laughs> I wasn't a fan. 
Nah. There is no way that 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 spot will ever work for me. Ever. There is like a moment. Roderick literally runs in circles as he waits for Nigel to come back up from the ropes and give him the the lariat that'll put him down. It gets a this is awesome chant, and I was like, that. One. I do not like the slingshot lariat. I think that Dean Ambrose kind of proved how silly that move was because the thing is, people were shitting on him for using it. But I was like, when Nigel they said it was it was wrong, they did it the same way. <laughs> you know. Uh... Dean Ambrose made it look real dumb, especially when he would, like, lean into the second rope, like, mad low. <laughs> uh, and then Hangman Page doing it, like, from, like, uh, doing his buckshot lariat thing. I was just like, yeah, I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of, like, uh, the slingshot lariat thing. I do like uh, just the regular shit, like a piping bomber or the axe bomber, whatever it's called. Like, as long as it's effective and it works, like, you don't really need to do the slingshot shit. Just, just terrible. Uh, so the climax of the match comes when Nigel tries to get a double count out by bringing Roderick up to the top where the where the apron is from, like moving and you're trying to like, block him in because Nigel, of course, has some height and some some power on uh, Roderick. This doesn't work because Roderick is actually very strong, <laughs> and Nigel and Nigel DDTs him to the floor, which leads to him winning by count out uh, in about 17 minutes. I really like this match. I thought it was really, really cool, really creative way to uh, end the match. And also a really cool way to, to protect Roderick without having him tap or be pinned. Yeah. I give it three. Uh, I give it three and, uh, and three, four stars. Uh, I gave it three and uh, I'll give it three and a half. Um, this match probably could have been infinitely better if it wasn't under pure rules. Um, but it, it is what it is. Jim Cornette was really up his own ass when he made uh, the fucking... <laughs> This stupid thing. Eh, it is uh, what it is. Next up, we see a flashback to Supercard of Honor and Better Than Our Best, where the CZW ROH view started to pick up the most, which leads to Jim Cornette coming out. Uh, and basically, you know, so far, uh, he comes out and shits on WWE, ECW, and Vince McMahon, hmm. uh, basically saying that... Uh, you know, saying, running them running them through the the ringer here and saying that just because just, every time you chant ECW money and dollars into man's pocket, so you should chant ROH no, and no, the ROH is the on. premier Philadelphia wrestling. Now I was watching this promo and I was just like, man, AEW is really probably gonna say some shit like this <laughs> on like uh, oh, yeah. shows, and it's gonna be so hilarious because we know where ROH end up ends up. And, you know, uh, Bischoff did, like, some shit like this uh, during uh, ECW. So it's, it's going to be so silly and weird. <laughs> like, history yeah. really repeats itself. I, every single time. Because like, when I was watching this, I was like, man, they really thought they could beat WWE. Yeah. Uh, they were, <laughs> and then WWE literally just gets all their talent because, you know, ROH really just couldn't pay them. Then you look at what happens two years later, and it's like, you've got so many people people leaving the company to go to WWE it's like it's karma man it's always karma do not shit on the competition because it will, it will in the ass I'm telling you uh so he announces that Kenta will be returning glory by honor Cyrus I'm sorry like, I don't want to turn this into our witch show <laughs> <laughs> but we gotta we gotta watch this show uh Man, in some way shape or form we have to watch we have to watch one of the Kenta Brian Danielson matches wait uh I'll, I'll probably do some research and see uh, which, uh, which shows uh, it's on and see if it's even available for us to even get our hands on. 
because you know Dog. ROH isn't the best at archiving. Oh, we know. Our first episode almost didn't happen because of that. Uh, so he also mentions, and this is a long-term, long-term thread and storyline throughout the show, that he will not add Homicide to the Cage of Death match, which brings out Danielson. <laughs> Capper. <and> he, asked... <laughs> he adds Danielson to the match after uh, saying that you know Danielson is it actually makes him team captain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is it soaks in the heel heat for Danielson here. They, uh, you know, Danielson wants to be part of the team. Cornette accepts, and that ends this promo segment, which leads to another flashback to the 100th show where Super Dragon shows up and absolutely kills BJ Whitmer, and Cesaro <laughs> turns on ROH. Fine. Uh, next match. Wait, wait, Irish not, Amber, not, not Cesaro. Not Cesaro. Uh, I'm sorry. Claudio. I'm sorry. Claudio. Whatever the fuck. Casting <laughs> no. Castagnoli, I'm sorry. I, I had it written in my notes that it was Cesaro, which is actually crazy. He's been Cesaro longer than he's been Claudio to me. <laughs> I believe uh, it. Next match is Irish Airborne versus the Briscoe Brothers. It's so crazy to think how different the Irish Airborne look now. They're the Chris Brothers, of course. They're in Impact Wrestling. They were oh, part of the, okay. Yeah, they're the Chris Brothers, and they were part of the feud, not the feud, the stable with Sammy Callahan. And in- what? Yeah, that was them. Oh man, and they talk about WWE wasting talent. Oh man, <laughs> I, thought that, I thought from what I saw during the you know the, the brief times I watched Impact uh, over the past year, I thought that they they looked good. Oh nah, like at, like as good as like standing right next to Sammy Callahan, but like they, I don't think they're getting they're really getting the opportunities like uh, Sammy Callahan is getting. Oh well, no. Uh, I think Jake is the is the X division champion right now. Oh, but like, what about tag team? Oh, I I, I don't <laughs> think that they're doing tag. Well, I mean, they don't have to do tag team. I I mean, I, I, you're you're saying that they're not getting that that look. I I mean, one of them is the, is the X division champion. Okay. They've main evented shows. They've they've done a lot. I'm not. I wouldn't say that. Like I, I have been seeing them pop up. Like they're part of a huge huge storyline. Because because uh, like the only like impacts teams I see that like you know ever gets any press or you know people really talk about is lax and uh the rat uh the rascals or radicals what are they called uh rascals right the the, the rascals yeah okay yeah it, yeah i'll say I, I mean i think that they're they're doing well for impact i think they're a really talented tag team but they're very different here that they're, they're more yeah. so like a, a cruiserweight tag team here against the briscoes who again are on they're on fire at this point. They're like one of the best tag teams in the world. It's so crazy that they had kind of held that man. Now no one even talks about them because they've never, you know, gone outside of the ROH, you know, yeah. platform and done anything else. Like, uh, as far as it goes, it goes to like, uh, new Japan with their agreement with ROH. But like, uh, even though like everybody probably thinks like the Briscoes are shitheads right now, or, you know, regardless of how you feel, they're really too like top five tag team of the decade. Um, you you look at some of the stuff that they put on uh from early ROH till now, like single success between the both of them and tag team success, and just how they work uh in these matches, and still till this day, man, like they they put on some really good shit. Yeah, absolutely. I, I again, I I don't think anyone should uh kind of like forget about these guys, but it, it is true. Like they really like expanded their their reach beyond roh they've done all that they can in roh honestly like i think they're heels again uh, and it's like crazy they're they're heels again and i think uh last time i saw them uh they were rolling around with uh bully ray and it's just like 
you do not need Bully Ray. You guys are like one of the greatest tag teams of all times. Like, yeah, I, I, you but you know it. they can't go anywhere else because all they do is a cursory uh, glance at their Twitter account. Oh, or really Jay's yeah. Twitter account. I think Mark is like the... I don't even think Mark uses Twitter, but... Uh, <laughs> on to the match. Pay the $8, man. <laughs> I thought the match was really strong. One of, one of the, the more solid matches. On, uh, yeah. Again, there are a lot of crazy spots. And once this match picked up uh, after all the... Again, Arwish does like 10-minute hold... Like, holds. Re- like, <laughs> let's wrestle, wrestle, guys. And then, then we do our crazy, like, you know, show our amazing athleticism. And that, that is, like, a crazy formula to have. Even, even like, New Japan kind of does this now, but oh, they yeah. kind of mix it up with, like, outside the ring spots. Like, this one's just straight up. Like, the first 10 minutes is nothing but hold spots. Uh, but once it picks up, it's really crazy. I really like the stereo shooting star presses spot there. I thought that that was Fire. really impressive. <laughs> really, really good. Uh, how did you feel about them, uh, you know, just watching them here? Man, this is like a great performance. Uh, like off rip, I I will I'll just say that I gave this match four stars. Like I think this is an amazing match. Like usually I'm not uh, I'm not a big tag team you know guy because you know the matches do go fairly fairly long, but uh, shit man, this shit was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, really good match. Uh, which saw the Briscoes pick up the win after Mark gave one of the Irish Airborne the cutthroat driver a, a move that you do not see anymore. <laughs> My, <laughs> hey man, they're doing some crazy shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, the cutthroat driver is literally one of the most dangerous moves you could ever do. Show three stars. Really enjoy. Um, moving on. A steel promo. He's from Chicago. No clue why he's talking like he's from Memphis here. <laughs> Uh, then you get a flashback to the weekend of champions where BJ Whitmer and Super Dragon basically try to kill each other. Just they like BJ Whitmer did some really crazy shit. Yeah, does uh, he like Arwich. slams uh he slams Super Dragon on some concrete, right? Yeah. Just what like what the fuck? Raw like shit. <laughs> and then uh, uh co- commentary says like, oh, is like Super Dragon gonna be here? And he was just like, nah, after getting slammed on that concrete, and I don't think he's showing up. And it was just like, is he okay? <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it is It is pretty much, did, did they get paid? Or was there a PWG show that day? <laughs> um, uh, next match was AJ Styles versus Davey Richards, and the crowd is absolutely molten for AJ Styles. Like, he's probably one of the most popular acts on this card. Probably, like, top three pops of the night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, it's AJ, <clears throat> Daniel, and then, obviously, like, the main event, because they were red hot for that. Yeah, uh, a lot of, and let me just put a disclaimer here. I am not the hugest fan of Davy Richards. I think he is like, <laughs> he is incel the wrestler. His his character is terrible to me. I think the Chris Benoit impersonation, even though this were a year, we're like a year before he actually passes, he actually gets worse than this with the, all the Chris Benoit tributes that he does here. Oh Jesus! I hate the, I hate the cutthroat stuff. The middle finger stuff is even worse. Like he just comes off as like the the wrong type of wrestling fan here. It's like he loves the work rate and not actually the character work. And you see that a lot in this match. Like there are points where he just straight up no sell shit. 
Like, he'll just get right back up from a move and just hit AJ. And it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) And, like, uh, and I think AJ not, like, giving him, like, a receipt or, like, just telling him to, like, yo, start selling shit. You know, like, I don't, like, that point in the match never really comes. So it just becomes, like, uh, just, like, a crazy back and forth. And, like, you know. It's like a fight. They they try to sell it or structure it like a shoot fight. And I don't believe it because I don't think Davey Richards is a tough guy at all. So, like... Also, you're not doing these spots in a fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, AJ's selling. Like, he's selling, like, his back and all of the stuff that, that, that Davey's doing to him. AJ mm-hmm. goes after the, the actual leg or the knee. Davey stops selling it after, like, a minute. Oh, yeah. Like, and then commentary tries to mask it with, like, the adrenaline. That's why he's not selling shit. But it's just like, no, this dude is just being an asshole and not giving AJ anything to work with. Yeah, he, there, there's a lot of miscommunication. There's like a, uh, it's like a German suplex spot or like a, a, a rope spot mm-hmm. where AJ does has no clue what Davey's doing. And it's like, it it's somehow like, and AJ's not in his second, he's he's not in second or third gear in this match at all. You have to remember at this point, he's still in impact. So he's actually doing both shows at this point. And so he doesn't want to get hurt. And I think that there was like a, a there was like kind of like some beef between ROH and TNA at this point where it was like, yeah. they didn't really want to loan out their talent anymore. Which is also why Joe uh, was not is a factor in the main event, if you didn't know. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he gets uh, he gets taken out uh, pretty early into the match. And it was just like, I, I, I figured that was the case when he just, like, yeah. fucks off and, like, disappears. Right. Um, it, it is, it's, it's just a weirdly structured match. Um, AJ does win with, in, in a nice little spot uh, with the Styles mm-hmm. Clash. Uh, and, and defeats Davy Richards. This is actually Davy's like second or third match in ROH. Also, he hadn't been around that long, and yeah. these like, like, Cyrus. This gets worse. Like once he gets the ROH title, the matches become like forty minutes routinely of this shit of just this. Mm. You know, uh, we we talked about it off uh, <laughs> off mic, and I was just like, oh, like I really like this match, and I think I sent a couple t- like I sent a. Far too many fire emojis and i think it really gave the wrong impression like i liked it but i think sending more than five made it seem like i loved it <laughs> yeah it seemed like you thought this match was it was an all-timer oh n- no um yeah uh i gave him a lot of leeway because i think um he's a you know he's starting out but like it does get worse because we reviewed the final battle show which is like uh two years after this i think uh and yeah, he's in that three, it's in that street fight and someone almost dies in that street fight and the street fight <laughs> sucks <laughs> it just sucks in general david richards is literally the type of wrestler the, the type of wrestler that the fans who love the pure title love yeah pretty much like he is literally like he's like a i don't know i, I i've just never liked him i just always thought that he was very disappointing as a wrestler and, and the benoit tribute bullshit just has to stop um I think pitting AJ with him, I think it was an attempt to make him like look, look good, and yeah. it only made him look more like an asshole. And you know, <laughs> this this continues uh, throughout his career. Next up, we get a Samoa Joe promo where you hear that he does not sound that much different than what he sounds like today. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, he has always been a great promo, like that. That's for sure. Then we get a a flashback to Ring of Homicide, which is a great show. Uh, one of the loudest pops in ROH history when Homicide returns to help ROH. Really cool moment. Gave me chills. Really, I'm Homicide is one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite wrestlers mm-hmm. uh, of all time. I, I really love Homicide. 
which leads us to the next match, which is the ROH World Title match: Brian Danielson versus Sanjay Dutt. From uh, you would think that he it was from Impact, but it's actually he was a CZW wrestler before. Um, you just know this. You just know this match isn't going to be much because literally, like twenty five minutes before Brian put himself in the main event. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's weird here is like, uh, okay, so you have this person going up against uh, Brian Danielson, probably like, you know, ROH's like top guy. Is Sanjay Dutt a fucking CZW's top guy at the time? Because this dude fucking stinks. <laughs> Well, the thing about this match is that Brian wanted to claim another CZW wrestler to defeat, so he picked Sanjay, which oh, I guess was supposed to be like uh, like a heel picking like a weaker wrestler or something like that. But like, it's kind of like that. That's the equivalent of it. But then, uh, you know, like Daniel's trying to get like heat here, but both of them are getting fucking booed. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I feel like he should have probably, for sure, should have picked someone else because this match isn't great. It, it it's it's just you just you just know that Sanjay has no chance. I think that's the worst part about this match because oh, I yeah. thought the match was actually pretty good. Like I thought Sanjay did a really good job of, even though there was no chance, and I don't think his offense led him to think that there was any chance he could win. He yeah. was really good as a partner for uh for Brian here. Like uh, well like for the first like four like four or five minutes of the match, he's doing like you know, the fucking chicken chicken shit heel thing where like leaving the ring every like spot or you know just like uh slowing down the pace a lot and i was just like no this what's going on here (laughs) please like don't do this especially like for daniel bryan who is like mainly a really like you know technical wrestler and you know he does get Mm -hmm. shit on uh by the crowd for like doing technical wrestling stuff and it's just like i don't i don't think uh sanjay was really helping uh you know compliment bryan's style but I do think this helps Brian in the future face people like The Miz, like, uh, you know, Chickasha Heels that are doing it much better than uh, Sanjay is here. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it just feels like nobody was really busting out all of their good shit on this show because mm-hmm. the main event, which takes up half of the show, is literally <laughs> imminent here. Uh, Brian does win with the unprotected elbow spot, which uh, he was kind of introducing here to show how ruthless he was as a heel. A uh, really good spot there, and he, he wins the match. I gave it three stars. So I thought it was really solid. That was cool. That was better than that fucking Davy Richards bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, at, at first, I was just like, oh, this match isn't really doing anything. But uh, when Sanjay, like, starts, you know, stop fucking around and, like, really starts uh, wrestling and, like, getting his uh, offense in, it becomes a really good match. So I would give it three stars as well. Uh, all right, so from here, the announcers actually sign off, and from this point on, the I, show has no commentary. <laughs> I love that they do this, honestly. I love that they're, like, yeah, they, they, I would love the insight, but they're just like, nope, we're just going to let you enjoy the main event. Peace out. I, I really like that for a lot of these old, like, ROH main events. Yeah, they they, they mentioned that the, the main event is going to be so violent that they don't want to be around for it. <laughs> say, say, fuck it. Well, in Fire. all actuality, Fire. in all actuality, the the actual announcers' table had to be actually moved out because they had to push the whole arena, the, the whole uh, mm-hmm. ringside area back because to, to fit the cage of death. So, I the mean, weirdest nice looking cage ever. <laughs> yeah, it is. But like I, I like the I like. I like the idea of taking the yellow CZW cage and putting it in ROH and just having it be mm. weird looking. Uh, it, it shows that it's like, yo, this is kind of like some uh, when worlds collide type shit. Yeah. Uh, we get a, we get yet another <laughs> promo. I'm guessing this is probably that long ass intermission that they had during the show. 
mm-hmm. to actually set the cage up. But uh, <laughs> Nigel doesn't care about anything. He says that he's the best pro champion ever and that he needs a tag partner. Uh, and then Cole Cabana appears out of nowhere uh, <laughs> and, and says that he wants a pure title match in a couple of weeks. Sure. And he gets it. <laughs> we get yet another flashback to In Your Face, uh, which was a month before this show. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we lead right into Cage of Death with Team ROH, Samoa Joe, BJ Whitmer, Adam Pierce, Ace Steel, and Brian Danielson versus Team CZW of Chris Hero, Necro Butcher, Claudio Castagnoli, Nate Webb, and a mystery partner that nobody knows who it is until 35 minutes into the match. <laughs> uh, the big story, the big story here is who is the fifth partner, and the fact that the the match is actually held under War Games rules which uh, the match can only end when all team members are in a rule that no one told Necro Butcher in this match because he tries to pin like, two yeah, <laughs> um, I didn't know this was war games. So yeah. when they said this will be under war games rules, I fucking popped. I was just like, holy yeah. shit, this is war games. <laughs> I the love best, war games. The best way to, to end a feud ever. Yeah. I love war games and survivor uh, series. And this is like, you know, just like the blend of the two. A uh, weird thing that I didn't that I noticed now that I didn't notice then was that like first off, ROH getting to do the coin toss from a ROH appointed official of JJ Dillon is kind of a conflict of interest. Really weird. Also, and also, how much did they pay uh, him? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he was going in this match or uh, this last this last half. Though. Oh my god! Like, uh, but also another thing I noticed is that we should have called the ROH win just by the fact they won the coin toss. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but because it's but it's always weird to have the faces win the coin toss though. But the way that they structured it here was actually really cool. Having the faces win and have to they still had that you would think they had no adversity, but they actually do during the match. Yeah, and I I think the adversity is very unique in this match. Uh, but we'll get yeah. to that when the match starts. Uh, match starts off uh, going with with uh claudio and joe starting off which is so interesting considering they had a match on raw last week two weeks ago (laughs) uh a lot of a lot of shit goes on here i i I couldn't keep up with with all of it uh, or or make notes on everything there's a but there is a ton of shit in this match that you just can't do anymore you cannot do this (laughs) shit anymore uh you uh i think uh, i posted something on instagram and then uh mark uh, responded he he was just like, why? <laughs> there is a lot of yeah, crazy there's... shit that happens on this card. I mean, uh, in this match, and it's insane. Yeah, it, it shouldn't. It, it's just like, it's insane. Uh, some of the big story beats here. Uh, Brian does come in and immediately turns on Joe. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I thought this was really cool, though, because they're teaming up. And it's just like, oh, shit. My universe team is out here right now. That's amazing. Yeah, he, yeah. he tells Joe to go for the muscle buster. And then uh, Claudio, who gets put into the muscle buster, it looks like he's going to reverse it and kick out. But then uh, Danielson gives him a chop block and he still nails the uh, the muscle buster, but fucks up Joe in the process. And I was just like, wow, that's pretty fucking sick. The crowd absolutely erupts <laughs> for this turn. Yeah. But it it's not a conventional turn here as, of course, Brian is a selfish prick. And I really like the turn because Brian is selfish. He mentions to Cornette he has a match against Joe next month. And he de- he doesn't want him to be in the match at all. He's like, he's not getting shit ne- off on me. Next month. This ma- Plotting <laughs> ahead. 
And then, you know, I, I love Cornette saying, you stabbed me in the back. And then, and then Bryant walking away. Uh, it's a turn that makes logical sense, I think. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very, I, I, the booking on this, I think, is strong. It's just as strong to me as the work. I thought the booking was phenomenal here. Yeah. Uh, and it makes logical sense. You have to get Joe out. I don't think that he's an impact at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, he's taken out of the match up and shit. There's a bunch of crazy spots. Uh, CZW pretty much takes over with with the the fact that they they're they've outnumbered no. ROH at this point. Duh. Uh, CZW gets so much offense in, like they are beating their ass for at least twenty fifteen minutes. minutes. 20. Yeah, like at least 15, 20 <laughs> minutes. Because you got to remember, it's war games rule, so everyone yeah. comes out in intervals of like five five minutes. And then uh, Hero, as he announces his his final one, Hero has such a prolonged announcement. I think he actually goes over time yes. as far as the intervals go. Uh, but he's like like Ace Steel actually interrupts him, and we're hitting him with the trash can. And I I, <laughs> I, I was like, why? <laughs> Let him get the Just, announcement off. Cracks him with a trash can. And so uh, he announces his biggest enemy. He says, "You know, my my this person is in someone that I love, is someone that I hate, but he hates all of you more than more than he hates me." It is Eddie Kingston who comes out and basically sh- shits on Orwish some more. <laughs> they they are literally, and I think this is kind of like the the slowest point of the match. Yes. And it's like this is where the War Games rules kind of uh, hinders it a little bit because we had to wait so long to get this moment, and it's it's felt like it's, it builds over time like way too long. But uh, it is revealed the final member of Team ROH, which is kind of crazy. It's like Ooh. a lot of people complain about time. But uh, I'll get to it after I announce it. But Homicide comes out. The crowd goes absolutely crazy. But you also see before he comes out that Kingston, the Kingston and Hero are actually having problems before Homicide comes out, which leads into yeah. the finish in a lot of ways. Uh, but Homicide comes out with Julius Smokes. Really cool moment where he stands at the at the at the door of the cage, mm-hmm. walks yeah. in. He he's looking at JJ Dillon, and, me mugging that motherfucker. <laughs> Tries to open the cage door, opens it, holds on to the wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! And uh, yeah, it, it's it's you know, really great moment here. A lot of people did not like it because uh, essentially they felt as though it gave ROH six people. Yes. Uh, that was my issue as well. Like it, it really did, because like you know, you announce Brian as the team captain, and you know he he gets into the match, leaves. Yeah, but he just <laughs> fucks off and leaves, and like you know, I yeah, it does give them themselves like an extra person for no reason. But the crowd fucking loved it. But yeah, rules wise, like y'all some assholes. A little shaky, <laughs> a little yeah. shaky. I I would have not. Well, they had to get to the turn. Which is why mm-hmm. Brian had to be in it, and they could have announced that. But the thing is, can you announce a replacement in a War Games match? No, you shouldn't be able to because if yeah. that's the case, CCW could have just repl- like re-upped all their people. Yeah, especially when all of them are getting cracked with cowbells. Yeah, I hate it. Which, I hate that that shit looked like it hurt. It looked like it fucking hurt. <laughs> I hate cowbell. Uh, <laughs> but like it, it was just it was, you know, looking back on it, kind of a you know, fucks up the rules here. But it's a great freaking moment and yeah. i think that after that the the well the thing that's weird about that part is that after homicide comes in roh beats their ass for like another 10 minutes oh yeah they like the longest second wind ever <laughs> <laughs> i love when he hands them the, the forks why does he have forks just in his pants 
little uh, jail things. <laughs> just little jail things, man. Uh, like, there, there's a lot of shit that happens. And, like, there's a, there's a lot of, like, uh, there's a lot of weapons just being, like, out in the ring. But, like, none of it really gets used. Like, uh, the Bob Wire bat gets used once. And nobody, yeah. like, nobody swings it, but it gets used. Just think about that. <laughs> um, just to run through some of the f- fucking frightening spots here. The hero moonsault off the cage being one of them. The, the moonsault coast to coast. I popped for that. The moonsault coast to coast. It was insane. Being another. Uh, Necro Butcher taking a back body drop onto chairs and hitting his neck and head on one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the wrong side of the chair, like uh, the part that kind of like indents. Yeah. On the back, I was just like, "Ooh, that shit hurt." Um, them throwing, uh, uh, them throwing tacks at Nitro Butcher's feet, <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, that 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 sucked. Uh, homicide flying a hundred miles per hour through the ropes on a tope and landing in the cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the power driver on the concrete. I don't, I don't remember who did it, but it happened. And Jesus Christ, I think it was Pierce. I think it was Pierce. Yeah, did it. Adam Pierce did it. Adam Pierce, uh, uh NXT producer <laughs> now. Oh, big fire. Oh, not NXT producer. Actually, he's on the main roster. Matter of fact, I think I believe he's on SmackDown. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Whitmer, the Emerald Frozen, uh, that Whitmer did to to Necro Butcher on the barbed wire table. Fire, loved it. Hey man, this match is violent. really really fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, really really fun stuff here. Uh, uh, Necro Butcher to me by far him and Homicide are the MVP just as far as the shit that they did and, and the pain that they took during this match. Yeah. Uh, the match ends. Well, the match was designed. You know, I want to talk about this. Wait, like the wait, match was really um, designed. But... Wait, uh, who's the guy that gets pinned in the uh, in the end? Nate Webb. Nate Webb. He he's my MVP instead of Necro Butcher because he takes two insane spots. Where uh, I forget who um, I forget who it is, but he like basically spins him around and then like does like kind of like a uh death valley driver where he just like lands on his neck on thumbtacks oh i believe it was whitmer who did that i believe boy that yeah. shit was insane yeah and and i mean this match was designed to make homicide look like the biggest badass and babyface in the company let's be clear here and it sure as hell fucking did yeah it definitely worked um and we'll get more we'll get to more of that in just one second but uh team Arwitch wins with homicide hitting the cop killer onto the barbed wire table i visibly gasped when i saw this i had to run it back i i had to rewind it i was just like no way this match is uh spot caller certified i loved all that <laughs> this match is insane yeah, just a- incredible match i can't think of a better way to uh in this feud and in this this whole thing uh really great match uh great full circle moment for homicide coming back to roh mm-hmm. and uh and and defending the company that he that he loves and calls home uh i give it uh four and a half stars i, I really like this and it was probably my favorite match on the show oh yeah absolutely favorite match of the show um poor um roh basically getting a six man and then Jim Cornette coming out dunking on CZW. <laughs> um, yeah, weird. But I'll, I'll give it uh, like a four and a third. All right. Uh, so after this, Cornette has a CZW escorted out. <laughs> just dunks on them for no reason. And then he was just uh, like, they, "You guys, they, they, you guys are fighters. You, 
you guys are fighters, you guys are warriors, get the fuck out. And I was just like, what? What's going on? Um, so after this, uh, Cornette says that he come and you know, they keep talking about the wishes. Uh, this is actually a storyline point, uh, where, where homicide, you know, has three wishes in the company. Uh, you know, just looking back on his career, he, you know, he felt as though he needed, there were some things he wanted to, to, uh, accomplish. Uh, one of them, and, and, you know, Cornette says after he helped out ROH win and helped him win the match, he would grant him three wishes. One of homicide's wishes was a match against Steve, Steve Carino in an ROH ring. Which mm-hmm. that match is fucking insane as well. I don't want to turn this into an ROH show, but <laughs> <laughs> love that match too. It's getting uh, there. Two, a world title match, which he does get, uh, and he, he gets mm-hmm. it granted. And three, he wants to reinstate Loki, who knocked Cornette's teeth out oh. a couple of months before. Cornette grants him the first two, but he won't uh, reinstate uh, Key, which makes Homicide call him a liar. Cornette calls him homocide. <laughs> that will not that does not age well today. Uh and homicide spits in his face, which leads Pierce and Whitmer to beat up or, or Pierce to beat up homicide, uh, while JJ Dillon locks him in the cage and Cornette maces homicide in the eyes. They basically handcuff homicide to the to the ring. They start beating him with the belt, beating the shit out of him, Cornette whooping his ass. Oh my god. Uh, hot post-match angle which starts the road to Homicide versus Danielson in Final Battle 2008 in September, or not, 2000, not 2008, 2006 in September, which is one of my favorite matches of all time. Love this. Love this ending. Uh, again, the crowd was hot for this. I think Homicide becomes like the biggest baby face in the company at this point. And for the next, uh, I want to say six months, he's he's on the road to, to getting his title match against Danielson. Oh, shit. Yeah, um, pretty good. There's a lot of ROH classics that we should probably watch, but uh, <laughs> we, we we're probably gonna have to like space it out a bit so this doesn't become a hundred oh, yeah. percent ROH show. Definitely. Sorry, sorry, guys. I mean, I know they like the ROH. Like, I, I, you know, I watched this company in my formative years of wrestling. Like, they're they're the reason I got back into it. So, of course, I, I'm very, very much uh, excited to to review these shows whenever whenever they come around. But mm-hmm. yeah, man. Uh, Death Before Dishonor 4, I, I really like the show. I think it's definitely worth it. Um, I say, like, go out of your way to watch the uh, the main event. But if, you know, you had to watch, you know, cherry pick some matches, I'd choose the Briscoes-Irish Airborne match. Um, mm-hmm. I would also pick the uh, Brian Danielson-Sanjay Dutt match as well. Yeah. Um, for sure, the Briscoe match. Like, please watch that. Um, and the main event. The main event is must-see. I don't, I don't care how you feel about, you know, extensive violence or whatever but like it's must see this is a really good main event yeah absolutely uh roh uh from there like i said it's basically the homicide show all the way on to december in the manhattan center uh they do kind of wrap up the czw feud i believe the night after with whitmer versus uh butcher which Mm -hmm. whitmer wins and sends butcher on his way and from there i mean you know the companies they experienced a really big growth uh in both of their audiences i thought that it was a, a very much a success I, I think that you know seeing two companies working together like this it just doesn't happen very often you know it doesn't happen yeah. with two big companies very often you don't really get a lot of these things roh does it with new japan or they did it with new japan a couple years later uh, and it does you know world of worlds was a great concept it kind of got diluted once all of their talent kind of left the company but it was yeah. a great idea but the invasion storyline, as far as they go, I think this is the most successful invasion storyline of all time. Yeah, it, it works really well. 
especially with you know like this the main event being like a part of it you know like really good shit yeah uh so looking forward to next month of september on the spot callers uh schedule here we have triple a triple mania 25 (laughs) that's gonna be fun to watch oh my god um And, and just just uh, Spanish Heritage Month, man. So you know we had to get Triple uh, A in. Probably next year we'll probably get like something like CM, uh, CMLL. Who knows? I haven't finished uh, next year's list. Yeah, can't, can't wait to watch that. Uh, October we have IWA Mid South. Something to prove. What what did you? What made you pick this show? This match has Samojo versus Necro Butcher. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> and I've never seen the full show. Uh, I wanted to see. Uh, I I looked at the card and I was just like, oh shit! Like there's actually some stuff. Uh, I we talked about it like way back, but there was something that made us laugh on the card, and I think uh, that's what maybe like finalize it. Also, I could find the show. Yeah, <laughs> uh, November we have ROH Unscripted Two, and mm-hmm. to round out 2019 we have ECW December to December 2006, <laughs> which is going to be <laughs> quite a show. We might have to get a guest for that uh, for yeah. that show. We'll probably have uh, to work on it. As always, thank you for listening. Make sure you check us out at RNC Radio Live on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Please like, subscribe, comment on our channel here. It really does help us out. Please leave a comment. Leave us a review. Let us know if you like what we're doing on the A-Show RNC channel and on the RNC Radio channel as well. Uh, this week, we have another episode of the A-Show as we trudge toward the uh, the road to episode 100 with myself and Meals. We also have the call-up with MJ. We have another episode of So Help Me God coming on Monday. We also have the return of RAOP Gaming this week with Ampavelli uh, and much, much more coming yes. down the pipeline for RNC Radio. Thank you so much for listening. For Spot Callers, I'm Justin, for Cyrus. We'll see you guys next month. Peace.